0: times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story We open outside of the positively titular Chillhaven High the time night the brightness dim except For that additional brightness provided by Chilhaven's ancient emergency light system, or at least what's left of it. And what's left of it seems to be the one spotlight illuminating the area immediately around this particular high school. Or at least kind of an angle off kilter from this particular high school, since the light was telekinetically bent by one Penny White. One Penny White, who has just been astrally slashed by the... Yes, that the too.
1: The ash slinging slasher, <laughs> Astro Slicer.
0: Any any other ones? <laughs>
2: That's slash Astros.
0: The Houston Slash <laughs> That's all I got. Penny's fucking dying, <laughs> okay. and so is Oakley Hardwick. But honestly, who cares?
3: Penny and Oakley.
0: Penny, we see a shaky handycam shot over your shoulder as you look down at your own torso, recently clawed at by the hideous spider-like beast that the Rock Priest has so recently reorganized himself into. Expecting to see your ding-dang gut spilling out, you are surprised to see that the slash appears to be through not your corporeal body, but your astral form. And drifting off from these astral slashes in your midsection, you see those same glittering bits of dust that you and Zeke saw back in Ordinary Falls. And you see them drifting ever so gently in the direction of the monster what slashed you. Penny, you look up from your astral wound, following these ethereal particles as they drift towards the monstrous rock priest. And you see that the priest's attention is currently occupied with Oakley Hardwick, who rides on the ground in front of you. Similar astral particles drifting out of the astral wound in his stupid face. You sense that you have an opportunity, mere moments in length, Penny, but you cannot move an inch of your body. You are seemingly frozen in place.
2: Angela runs over to the edge of the circle um, and tries to get out again, but is met with resistance. So she just keeps screaming, Penny! Penny, get up! Are you okay?
3: Uh, We see Zeke uh, standing in a bush, dripping with his own sick. uh, (laughs) Nasty!
1: (laughs) Nasty! Nasty. (laughs) Nasty child.
3: The bush is dripping with his sick. He's not dripping with his sick.
0: Just an utterly unselfconscious performance, folks.
3: (laughs) Mm. Uh, (laughs) Barf. Uh, We see Zeke standing in a bush, dripping with his own sick, as he repeatedly pumps a super soaker-like appendage on the ghost gun to get its battery charged up. Penny, what is going on do you need help should I come over there I'm trying I gotta get this gun ready what do I do Zeke I can't get out you need to go help Penny I, I, help help Penny with what Penny are you bleeding do you need bandages I don't even think she's conscious
1: we cut to the inside of Penny White's mind. We see sped-up clips of the time her mom took her to the ritual with the anchorite. And we see moments from the ritual flashing inside Penny's mind. Everything feels dark and scary and loud. And then all of a sudden, Penny's mind thinks back to the conversation she had with her dad when she got grounded.
0: I need you to stay here with me and not go out and put yourself in danger anymore.
1: I don't really have that option, dad, because I'm already involved. And um, unless you have magical powers enough to to suck a bunch of ghosts out of a big jawed monster and then crush him when he turns into a rock form, I have to leave.
0: Somebody else can do it, Penny.
1: Who? I ended up cursed with or weirdly blessed with these powers and no one else that I know really has them. And I'm not just going to sit around and not do anything. We cut outside of Penny's mind. We see Angela and Zeke still screaming for Penny to wake up. Penny! Penny, I know you can hear us! We focus on Penny's eyes that suddenly start to dart around. We see Penny lift her head and look down at her astral form that was once torn as it slowly um, mends itself back together. Penny? And with that, She regains the ability to move. Penny, are you okay? Um, I think so. Hurry, get up, get to safety. Penny uh, scrambles away and looks for Zeke to run next to him.
3: Come get in the bush. Watch out for my sick. Ew.
0: We cut back to the anchorite. His attention diverted as Penny makes her quick escape. His focus is on one Oakley Hardwick who before all of your eyes is beginning to deteriorate. You see Frost ripple across his dorky glasses and freeze the ends of his ugly goatee. His skin begins to take on a blue hue as you watch cracks ripple across the surface of it.
2: Angela is panicking as she's seeing the Rock Priest um, suck Oakley's soul out of his body. She doesn't want to cause any attention to herself, so she decides to ambush him with an attack to pull him into the circle. Since Angela is trapped in the circle, there are very limited options she has to be helpful right now. So she decides to ambush the Rock Priest the best way that she can, and that is by manipulating some trees around her to wrap up the Rock Priest and hopefully trap him. Angela fixates on the Rock Priest devouring Oakley Hardwick as she lowers to the ground in a squat position. She puts her hands on the ground to feel the grass in between her fingers and then looks down at her fingertips. Wind swirls around Angela. Angela. Around her hair, around her antlers, and the little leaves that are on them. Leaves start swirling around her body like a brisk fall morning. <laughs> Angela looks up from her fingertips and locks on to the rock priest. At that time, the roots from the grass where the rock priest was. Up from underneath the dirt and start wrapping around all of his legs to wrap him up like a pig in a blanket. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: We get a close up shot, like on the ground, as we see these blades of grass being like pulled into the ground as they're pulled down by the root as the roots shoot out and wrap
0: around the priest. We watch as these thousands and thousands of admittedly tiny and weak, individually, grassroots, but strong together grassroots, work themselves up from the earth, wrapping themselves in tight cocoons around the limbs of the anchorite. We hear a hiss from the ancient beast. As his focus is torn away from his current meal, Oakley Hardwick, that is. And to you in the circle, Angela.
2: Angela waves and smiles.
0: He does not return your wave or your smile. He
2: can't return the wave.
0: (laughs) As he continues to struggle violently against the tiny roots that are consuming him. Violently, but futilely, as within moments, his lower limbs are locked into place, holding him fast before you.
3: roots come out of the ground
2: I sure did
3: you can do that while you're trapped inside the circle I
2: guess but we need to act
1: fast Penny can you turn the light um I can try
3: wait again we have no option didn't that make didn't that hurt you like real bad last time is that gonna hurt you again
1: yeah but I feel like anything I do at this point is gonna hurt me some way or another
3: well hold on maybe the guns ready no I got like three more bars
1: Okay, we see Penny uh, instinctually reach an arm back up towards the light to turn it towards him once more.
0: With a pained ancient metallic creak, once more this massive overhead light is telekinetically manipulated to put the spotlight on the star of the show, The Anchorite. This time, however, you hear the telltale thump in the dirt of Nuts and bolts and see the light teetering at the edge of torn metal penny you've managed to telekinetically move it where you want it but you can tell from the looks of this thing that one more move and it could come toppling down on top of all of you
3: Uh, i don't love the look of that thing
0: you see the rock priests rictus grin grow ever wider As he laughs, while still struggling against the roots of the grass. (laughs) Little child, you think that grass will hold me forever?
3: No. (laughs) Doesn't need to hold you forever, you big nasty. It just needs to hold you for like two more bars.
0: But then within seconds, you see the smug look wipe off of the Anchorite's hideous face as he is once more bathed in 19th century illumination. This time, however, he's unable to scurry out of the light's beam. And you watch as his skin visibly cracks and dries in the temperature opposite of what just happened to Oakley. The priest hisses. (sighs) And you see his struggles against the grass grow weaker in the light's sickly halogen glow.
3: It's working! Yeah! How's that gun, Zeke? Uh, uh, One more bar. I I need need a little bit more time. I'm still charging
0: it up. (laughs) Angela, over Zeke's disgusting grunts, (laughs) you hear a less disgusting and more concerning grunt. This one of pain from Penny White as you watch her drop to a knee. ...from the effort, and watch a pool of blood coagulate at her feet, dripping from her nose.
2: Penny, how are you feeling?
0: Penny, you feel as though a dagger has been placed into your skull. You feel like your third eye is trying to tear itself out of your brain by the root. You feel as though you are coming apart from the inside is you watch blood that is darker than blood is supposed to be pouring like a river out of your face.
1: We see Penny um, slap both hands across the third eye in pain and hunch over. Ow! Ow! It hurts! It hurts really, really bad! Penny, you need to get
2: out from where the rock priest is. You need to go hide. Heck, go grab Penny. She's really hurt.
0: Yeah, I'm on it. Robot legs, Go. And heck, in a flash of robot speed, scoops up the ailing Penny and rushes her back to the safety of the puke bush.
3: Watch out. Don't let the puke get on your face or in your bloody nose. Or Do you have any wounds? No, you just had ghost wounds. Those are all good.
0: We see as, while the three of you are distracted by moving Penny out of harm's way, the priest doubles his efforts against the prone and basically almost dead-looking Oakley Hardwick. Despite the grassroots holding him in place, you see him, like the world's luckiest raccoon at an old country buffet, gobble down on Oakley's soul at double the speed he was before. Uh,
2: uh, Just gonna make him
0: stronger, Zeke! From their spot in the now-crowded vomit bush, Vesper says, uh, Zeke, can you pump that handle faster? Uh, Look, the more I pump up, the more resistance it gives me. Why did you build this thing with a mechanical crank? I don't
3: know! I didn't know how else to do it! We were low on time! I didn't have any spare fucking lithium ion whatever fast-charging stuff!
0: And the moment Zeke finally stops for a breath, we hear the satisfying microwave-style ding from the ghost gun.
3: Oh, it's done. Hey! Rock priest! Who are you going to call, motherfucker? And Zeke aims the ghost gun at the big nasty Spider-Man and pulls the trigger.
0: We cut to a tight close-up of the loose body of one Oakley Hardwick. We watch, privileged to see, what so few humans in the course of our history as a species have ever been so lucky as to witness the moment of the soul exiting the body we watch as the cracked frozen ruined shell of oakley hardwick gives up its final breath and sets free the equally unappealing to look at but more translucent version of oakley known as his eternal soul We watch as this soul is dragged against its will, away from its host, its ethereal umbilical cord being snapped conceptually before our eyes. And we watch still as this same soul is dragged towards the hungry, desperate, expansive maw of the anchorite. But unlike so many other souls that this nasty thing has eaten, this one is interrupted in flight by a swirling beam of energy emitting from the crude device held in the hands of one Zeke Lin.
3: We see a close up on Zeke's face. Teeth gritted and stained various bright primary colors. Hair must and filthy, veins popping out wherever available as a stream of bright green energy erupts from the barrel of the ghost gun. And Zeke
0: goes. (laughs) We hear Hex say, Zeke, you're vibrating a lot, hold on. (laughs) And we smash cut the Hex robot feet, digging piston style into the dirt as he reaches his arms around Zeke's waist and grips him in place, holding him to the ground.
3: Thanks, buddy.
0: We watch our camera zipping along this green swirling bolt of energy. It's one of those kind of bolts of energy where you've got like a rod of energy in the middle and then like a a slinky style kind of wheel of energy spiraling around that bolt of energy that's a slightly different color and lets you know this one really means business. (laughs)
3: This ain't your your average laser shooter.
0: No, this one's double. (laughs) Our camera sweeps along the arc of this spiraling double laser as it makes contact not with the anchorite, but directly with the ghost of Oakley Hardwick. The shock and surprise utterly illegible on his stupid face as he is dragged away from the monster and into the ghost gun with a satisfying spiritual and slash technological slurp.
3: Well, that seems like the lesser of two evils for Oakley. Rather be in a gun than in a big nasty monster mouth.
0: And we smash cut back to that Game & Watch style screen installed on the ghost gun. As a new bar appears before our eyes, this one, not power, but storage. And we watch this bar fill halfway as Oakley is slurped into the device.
3: One guy is half the storage of the gun. Did you think of adding storage to the gun, Zeke? I didn't have a lot of storage to add. You literally took forever to make this gun. Okay, Angela, you tell me how much is a people, huh? How much storage is a people? Apparently, half of this gun that Apparently you're holding. Apparently, have about 125 gigabytes.
0: We hear Vesper attempt to say over the screaming, I feel like I raised concerns about this and my concerns were disregarded.
3: There was no time! Well, now what? I guess I'm just going to suck one guy's worth a ghost out of him. can he suck at least one more? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep trying. Okay. We see Zeke re-level the gun in the Rock Priest's direction. He closes one eye and looks through the plastic crosshairs he mounted to the top of the gun that he pulled off his most favorite Nerf gun, and once again pulls the trigger, emitting another spiraling green beam hurling towards the Rock Priest.
0: This time, there's no ghosts floating around annoyingly in the way to catch this beam before it hits its target. This time, you smack that sucker right on the gob.
3: Yeah! That shot.
0: We hear a cry of protestation from the anchorite as you watch a f- human spirit struggle to be born from within his horrific form.
3: Oh, there's a ghost coming out his forehead!
0: Heck says, Zeke, keep it straight! I still got you! straight! She's crowning! Yo, We watch as this humanoid astral figure is bit by bit ripped from the core of the anchorite and you see almost imperceptibly the size of the priest decrease ever so slightly as an unrecognizable astral hooded figure is slurped into the ghost gun which then with another annoying beep alerts you zeke visually to the fact that its hard drive is now full
3: oh son of a bitch shit it's full already I.
0: vesper says um okay well we got two ghosts out yay team
3: we didn't even get two ghosts out the first ghost wasn't even in him we got one ghost out if only we could like wait a minute
0: do you think that last one was my grandpa i didn't see it
3: wait a minute I'm having a brain idea. Ugh. (laughs) Okay, right now, we're limited on storage capacity because we're limited to just this hard drive. But there's no... We're turning them into little bips and bops already. And this is modern times. Angela, throw me your mobile telephone.
2: (laughs) Um. Okay, are you going to be able to catch it? Just
3: give it here. (laughs) I'm going to smash it either way. Angela reaches in her
2: back pocket to grab her phone and hurls it through the air towards Zeke in the bush.
3: We see Zeke reach a hand up in the air to try to catch Angela's phone, and instead it sails right over his hand and smashes against the wall behind him. It's fine! I was going to smash it open anyway! What?!
0: <laughs> Vesper says, um, well, I guess I don't have to readjust any of my expectations or worldviews today.
3: Same! Same, Vesper! Okay, I'm gonna use the phone guts to connect the hard drive from this thing into the cloud.
2: Wait, why didn't you smash your
3: own phone? Well, my phone's a cool science watch. That's a lot harder to replace. I can just go you can just go to the store and buy another phone.
2: Okay, Mr. Money, you go to the store and buy me a new phone.
3: Plus, my science watch
0: doesn't have Bluetooth, only Wi-Fi.
2: Stop talking and do the thing that you're supposed to do. right, I'm gonna make it- I'm gonna connect it to the cloud! Because you didn't do it right the first time.
0: We hear the sound of plants tearing as while this argument goes on, the rock priest continues to struggle against his grassy restraints. Ah! Quit yelling at me
3: and hold him! We see Zeke pick up Angela's now shattered mobile phone. He smashes it against the wall once more for good measure to get all that pesky glass out of the way. He begins picking through the innards of the phone, tossing out the shit he knows he doesn't need. The battery, gone. The casing, gone. The speaker and microphone, gone. Until he's just left with the circuit board. And he stares at the circuit board for a minute, looks dramatically back at the hard drive attached to the back of his gun, looks back at the circuit board, looks at the hard drive, looks back at the circuit board, and finally says... Fuck, I have no idea how to <laughs> attach this to this. <laughs> Did I you just- I'm gri- not good at soldering. I've never been good at soldering. Does that mean you just broke my phone for no hot reason? I No, look, I know what needs to be done. I just, I, I don't have the technical know how to do
0: it. You feel the grip, Zeke, around your waist, tighten, and you hear a whisper in your ear. <laughs> uh-huh. As one heck gently says, <gasps> Heck, Zeke. What is a super advanced piece of technology that's right here that we know for a fact is capable of storing a full human consciousness? At least one. You? It's me, Zeke, here. And we watch Heck reach his hand up to his left ear, which he twists further than an ear should twist, and then pulls with like a hydraulic noise away from his head, revealing a cord with a male sataport at the end of it. What? he unwinds it from inside his own head and hands it to you and he says Zeke, plug the gun into my head
3: Oh my god. What? I can hold them Are you sure?
0: Um, no, I'm not sure but you know this is like an emergency situation where we all take big risks and also you know I've been working so hard on like learning math computer engineering, science unlocking all the possibilities that I had locked away in me for so long without even knowing they were there Zeke, I'm, I'm capable of things that I never even thought possible before. I think holding on to a bunch of ghosts inside my head should be the least of it.
3: Okay, but if this, like, fries your circuits and everything, you are wrapped around me, and I am also going to get electrocuted and die. Well, you should have put a fucking hard drive in that gun. Shut up, Angela! <laughs> no one is You weren't there! You built a gun next time! All right, Heck, I... I, I, I got reservations about this, and I'm feeling pretty got dang nervous about uploading the prospect of uploading a
0: bunch of human consciousnesses into your brain but we uh, we don't have time. Look what Penny just did Zeke. look what Penny just did for all of us. She basically exploded her brain and squirted it out of her nose like she was some kind of blonde plum wad. If she can do that, I can plug a cord into my head. We
1: got the penny just writhing around <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Can you all hurry up? Okay, heck fine but if you die, I'm going to be really upset with you.
0: We hear a vegetal tear, and our attention returns to the anchorite as we see nearly the last of his limbs tear itself free from Angela's roots.
3: Oh shit! Fuck! All right, no more talking! This nasty fucker is getting out of here! Once and for all, I'm so sick of looking at him! Zeke grabs the sat-up cord, from Hex's head, plugs it into the back of his gun, once again aligns his eyes with the crosshairs from the Nerf gun that he crudely grafted on top and says, Get the fuck out of my town. He pulls the trigger, and for the third, and for fuck's sake, hopefully final time, a bright nuclear green beam comes swirling out of the end of the ghost gun. We see the power bars on the little display screen slowly draining from two and down to one, and then almost down to zero as the beam reaches the priest for the final time.
0: We watch as the massive, now fully inhuman form of the anchorite shudders as the nuclear green beam makes contact with his ancient flesh. Ah! The rock priest emits a horrifying scream as before your eyes, a cavalcade, a fucking parade of astral forms begin to be dragged out of the anchorite like goo from a cyst. We watch as translucent, spiritual human form, one after another, whirls around the green beam in a swirl, channeling through the gun, through the satichord, and into the head of the automatine. heck gently. Some of these forms are hooded. Some are former friends. Others are strangers, possibly former residents of Ordinary Falls, or maybe just randos, this freak met wherever, hanging out with those ghost doofuses. It's
3: like a Civil War soldier and a lady
0: in a big hoop skirt. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. A a woman in in white with a veil over her face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A very old man with a bowler hat
0: and a big mustache. A cat. (laughs) The one cat he ate.
2: (laughs) He was desperate.
0: With each of these souls, human and feline, removed from the core of the anchorite, you can see his size decrease. His elongated arms and legs begin to contract. His horrific, wide, rictus grin begins to shrink. His flesh begins to ball and twist and harden, almost like a petrified mineral as he shrinks and shrinks away. However, the more he shrinks, the looser the binds of Angela's magic become on him. And within moments, his limbs are free of the grass and you see that he is trying to escape.
3: He's trying to make a
2: break for it! Angela looks over at Zeke and then at the Rock Priest and screams out,
3: I got it, Zeke!
2: And with that, Angela takes a lunge forward with her right leg and sticks her arms out over her head. As Angela is lunging forward and extending her arms over her head, she just thinks about how mad she is. She's so mad that the Rock Priest is here, so mad that it's hurt Penny, and so mad that it could hurt Saber. But she's not going to let that happen. So she thinks about the powers that are deep within her and finally gives herself into them.
0: As we all know, a school is not a forest. A town is not a forest. The works of human beings and the dwellings that we build for ourselves, the architecture of safety that we construct to separate ourselves from the privations of wilderness and the threat of nature. These are separate. However, in Chilhaven, more so than many other places, the separation blurs. Yes, Chilhaven sits on the edge of the anodyne pines, but it also sits in conversation with the anodyne pines. It sets apart, but it is also of the nature which surrounds it, influences it, the roots of which reach underneath every surface of it. And so, yes, we are not in the forest. Yes, we are at a school. But even at this school, the soldiers of the forest can be found. Dogwood lining the road, apple trees installed as pieces of landscaping, their roots not in contact with their family, not in conversation with their own kind, isolated in balls of dirt and burlap. But still they are here and still They can listen for the call from their queen. We watch as Angela, fucking over this shit, trapped inside a runic circle that she helped create, finally takes the governor off of her own fey power and reaches the tendrils of her mind out to every plant that will hear her call now. We see as the anchorite, Tears loose from the last roots of grass that held him in place. As his now somewhat pitiful, bent, broken, frail, small, once again humanoid body attempts to scurry away back into the darkness, back into the void, back into the realm of the parasite, the consumer, where he can hide, regain strength, wait millennia if it takes it, until he can strike again. But Angela, as I said, you've had enough of this shit and the trees, the bushes, and the plants that surround this school. Because you have had enough of this shit, they've had enough of this shit too. And we watch as every single plant in our view begins to grow and stretch and writhe and extend their branches, their vines, their leaves, their roots out to grasp the anchorite once more. This time not with roots of little blades of grass, but with the green soul of the plant world itself. As we watch these roots writhe around the anchorite's entire form, freezing him in a sarcophagus of bark, we watch Angela transform as well. In parallel, no, in reverse of the anchorite's shrinking and shriveling, We watch Angela grow, her skin hardening and turning greener, thicker, more bark-like, her limbs extending and her antlers twisting, writhing themselves on her head until they form the shape of a crown.
2: All right, Zeke, finish him off. So tall! (laughs) Uh, And Angela looks down and is like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. I can't see straight, but you look weird. Uh, That's really rude and sounds like you. Can you just finish this up? I'd really like to go home.
3: It hasn't stopped this whole time. I'm still just doing it.
0: (laughs) We cut to heck gently, still holding Zeke in place, although his face is a mask of placidity as we zoom in on his robotic eyes, which are whirring around so fast that they are a blur of white, as sparks fly from both of his ears. It's impossible to tell what's going in on inside the circuit boards of the automaton at this time, but whatever it is, it looks pretty uh, fucking intense.
3: How's heck doing? Is he doing okay back there? I can't look back.
0: Vesper says, um, um... His face looks fast.
3: What the? I don't know what that means! Does my face not also look fast?
0: (laughs) I didn't say his face is the only face that looked fast. (laughs) We follow again the green nuclear beam of light emitting from the ghost gun. Now terminating not in a horrible spider-like monster or even a human-passing priest creature, but into a human-shaped Lump of bark and twigs suspended several feet above the ground. We hear a creak and a muffled guttural croak as slowly, painfully, a final hooded ghost is torn from the core of the anchorite and into the gun and then presumably into Hex's brain before the beam dissolves into darkness.
3: Dead. Did we get all the ghosts? And Zeke turns around to
0: face Heck. Zeke, you turn around to face Heck, the cord to the ghost gun still emitting from the side of his ear hole. And you see his eyes still spinning like a slot machine, although rapidly slowing down, until finally they rest back into place, staring forward like eyes should do. But he gives you no response. Heck. With that scream, he turns to face Uzik, and he opens his mouth just like he always does before he says things like "robot" or "meatloaf." Except this time, his mouth emits only a puff of smoke and a few sparks before he collapses in a heap to the ground.
3: Oh, heck! Heck! Fuck!
2: Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn as well as Wallace Tanner Goodwin are performed by James Kedlar. James is also the composer for all the podcast's original music. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by Philip Dressman, who is also the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Killhaven High. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created
3: by Michael Sands. Okay, goodbye now.